The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve, me. The podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues. Side there while you were talking. You just, I. You just said me. You just, you didn't even say that's me. You just said me. (laughs) No, I said me. It was in rhythm. Everything was fine. Now it's not. Ah, the whole thing. A podcast where we try to solve every relationship (laughs) issue except for our own. How are you doing tonight, Steve? (laughs) Well, a a little more. off kilter than I was a minute ago, but otherwise okay. What do we got in the listener mailbag, James? Oh, we got a good one again today. Here it is. Uh, let's see here. I worked myself off meds last. I started a sentence late. There's a sentence before that that might matter. Let's try that again. I have a okay. problem with my anxiety and depression. I worked myself off meds last year, but I have a big problem with strangers, even neighbors I don't know. I feel whatever I do, people are looking at me, talking about me. I feel I offend everyone or annoy everyone. I don't even go to therapy because I feel like a bother and my problems are not major. Can you please let me know if I'm crazy or not? Please and thank you. This this one might be the most up your alley of all the ones we've ever had, Steve. Take it away. Wow. So let me just I so the, the question really comes down to am I crazy? Yes or no? And the answer is probably yeah, because <laughs> look at James. I mean, he's successful and he's crazy. So don't let crazy get in the way. That's what James Breakwell's message to the world is. But let's see. So the uh, I guess I'll talk about the issue a little bit too. Now that we've answered the the uh, listener's question, <laughs> off of off of meds last year, that makes me curious of uh, what was the circumstance that led that person to decide to come off meds. Now, for most people, the goal of being on something like an antidepressant is to eventually not be on the antidepressant. And that's where therapy comes in, that you start reprogramming how you think and uh, how you behave, how you interact with other people. And if this person is off of their medicine and not going to therapy, they're not really able to get better because all they are trapped with is their own point of view. And that's a bit askew, which is uh, the reason for them being on meds and in therapy in the first place. So whatever the meds were, I would say, if I was giving you advice, I would say, let's start the meds again and just have a goal to be on them for a year. And during that year, go to therapy and uh, work on some cognitive behavioral treatment, some interpersonal treatment, work on some different ideas, strategize how to change the way you view uh, view the world. I think we've talked about this a little bit before, James, that uh, one of the uh, big researchers in depression and anxiety is named Martin Seligman. And one of his conclusions is that optimism and pessimism are genetically determined. So if you are kind of pointed genetically toward highlighting negatives in the landscape, then you're more prone to depression. Yours, dear listener, may be a little bit different because of the symptom that you added that you have trouble with uh, social situations. Strangers, you think people are looking at you funny or talking about you. And this is where it gets a little fuzzy for me because that can go one of two directions where either... You do have some social anxiety, which means that your thoughts and your body start feeding off of each other because when you come into a new situation, your sympathetic arousal turns on faster than most people's. 
So it's uncomfortable physically. Your hands may start to shake a little. You start to get tense. Like your belly might start churning a bit. You, your chest might get tight. Your heart starts beating. You may sweat under your arms a little bit or in your palms a little bit. And you don't like that. So over time, you learn to just avoid people because you don't like that, that switch that gets flipped too early. There's a, gen, a genetic component to that, too. But the talking or not talking, the thinking that strangers are talking about you or looking at you funny, there might be a little bit of a thought disorder in there, too, where your ability to test reality doesn't jibe with everyone else's. And uh, that, again, I don't know what meds you were on or for how long you were on them or what other issues or diagnoses you had, but uh, the medicine can help with that, too. Now, there are side effects with the medicine, so there's always a give and take of what are you willing to tolerate to get rid of one thing. You may get another. But the, the point is, uh, I'll just bring it back around and then throw it to you, James, which is I would get back on the meds. Just at least have a psychiatrist kind of walking you through this, but get in with a therapist, too, who can start getting under the hood and tinkering around with some of what has created this problem or exacerbated the problem, sustained it throughout time. So medication and therapy. There you go. The therapist wants meds, wants medication and therapy. We are, we are shocked by this result, but that does not mean it's oh, wrong. It's my I, God. <laughs> I uh, one point I want to make, and you know, the uh, on the internet, language moves fast, and the list of banned words moves faster. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and somebody casually slipped the word "crazy" into conversation, and afterwards they bent themselves over backwards to apologize for it. So I guess I guess "crazy" is one of those words you're not supposed to say anymore. For the record, the listener included it in her email and uh, we're not we're not saying it in a bad way here but I, I guess there, there's probably some more long-winded euphemism you're supposed to use in this case now or some sort of specific <laughs> diagnosis or whatever it is I mean in my latest book even I was I mentioned schizophrenia or schizophrenic you can't say that anymore either but then really? I, my other editor defended me because I used it in reference to Joan of Arc and she really may have been schizophrenic so language is complicated everybody gets in trouble for anything and the good news is nobody listens to this podcast anyway so nobody will yell at us and we're amazing <laughs> With that being said, uh, I really, I, I, you know, it, you've got a lot of self-awareness here, uh, letter writer, and that's and that's a good thing. I think you you recognize how you feel, but you, I think you also recognize more importantly that the way you feel is probably not the way the world really is. I'd be more concerned if you didn't say, you know, I think everybody's talking to me, but you know, it's you know, it's not true, as opposed to I know everybody's talking to me. If your question was how do I get my neighbors to stop talking about me, this would be a very different conversation. Sure. Uh, so maybe maybe there's an intermediate step. Definitely get the therapy definitely get the medication but maybe what you also need is just a friend or you know a sibling or a parent somebody there to remind you uh that you know you you are worthy of speaking up and having your opinion heard you don't need to worry about being a bother because we're all grateful that you exist and you are part of this greater human community uh and also that uh you know at the same time you're important but you're also not the most important person in the universe the world people are too busy to be gossiping about you we are all far too self-obsessed to to worry about the person next to us all the time i mean twitter is exhibit a in that all of the all of the narcissism <laughs> in the world condensed onto a single app and we don't we just don't have the energy to care about the people around us we're too busy focused on ourselves so remind yourself of that every time you you start to wonder if it's not quite to the point where it's severe enough that you need to call your therapist or or you know check if you had your dose of uh, medicine for the day just remind yourself that fundamentally people are awful and that awfulness is your layer of protection because <laughs> they're probably more worried about themselves uh, than they are about you and that might be the worst advice i've ever given but i stand by it <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, what's what's the line, Steve, for where you uh, where, where you, you I guess you but the difference between feeling like a bother or wondering if things aren't quite right and knowing that you need therapy and knowing medicine? I guess what's what's the difference between being a little bit off and having something that's maybe medically diagnosable in this department? 
That's a great question. And that's why I'll just bring it back to a point you made a minute ago. I use words like crazy and nuts just as to sort of take the edge off of this. If something is diagnostic, I will put the proper word in yeah, there. But oh, I, people need to be able to talk about this in sort of a loose and relaxed way. Oh, and that's why I, language I, oh, can work I, that I, way. Too. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just I'm just thinking two steps ahead to the angry comments that are gonna fill this up. I, <laughs> I look ahead sometimes and I see the storms that hit other people. I think, oh one day that will destroy me too. And this is one of those days. So just fair <laughs> warning. But no, I'm not I'm not calling you out on this. This is these are things brewing elsewhere. But please continue. Well, along that line, that um, the diff because everybody feels nervous sometimes. Everybody feels depressed sometimes. Everybody feels uh, like they don't belong, like out of place sometimes. Everyone gets a little paranoid sometimes. The where the line is drawn is how does it impact your life if it's starting to change the way that you behave, like you avoid a job interview because you, you're too nervous to pick up the phone and call. If uh, one day you don't go to work because you can't get out of bed, you just have no energy, you're, you're depressed. Like those are the times where it becomes diagnostic. But everyone's uh, got to have a little bit of resilience to move through some of this stuff. But it seems like for this person, if they took the time to pick up the keyboard and write to you, <laughs> I said pick up the phone and write. I don't think I'd written on the phone. People write on their phones nowadays. But it sounds like it's at least enough of a concern that they wanted to bounce it off of us. And I think if it's a concern, it's probably starting to affect you, maybe not in life, like you sort of do your thing, but internally it's affecting you because you're uncomfortable all the time. Or maybe you're developing some symptoms, like you're getting headaches or, uh, uh, like I said, like handshaking or sweating, like uh, little things that can start going wrong with your body as indicators that something isn't quite right. And that's what the person might be experiencing. That's when it moves into something that can be diagnostic. Well, there you have it. Just take advantage of the resources you've kind of already taken a look at. Maybe give therapy another chance, uh, give medicines another chance, and uh, and go easy on yourself because uh, we're, we're all in the same boat to some degree or another, a, a little bit at least. Uh, if you have a question you'd like us to take a crack at in 10 minutes or less, uh, send your questions in to James Breakwell at ExplodingUnicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship like tonight. It was really just somebody's relationship with the world. It can also be your relationship with a coworker, with a sibling, with a pet, whatever you want. We can we can try to solve it in 10 minutes or less. Maybe we'll make it a little better. Maybe we'll make it a little worse. And that's part of the excitement of this episode. So this has been 10 minutes to save your marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. 